Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new conversation. This is Delwyn Keysbury, and today I have with me a brand new guest. He is the co-founder of the Whiskey Hawker. He's also a bar consultant. Would you join me and welcome Nihao Nick Lee? Nick, welcome to the conversation. Hey, cheers, everyone. Thanks yeah, for having look, me. Yeah, Nick. Look, so I've kind of introduced you very briefly. I said that you're the co-founder of the Whiskey Hawker. That you're a bar consultant, but the floor is yours. In your own words, what do you do, Nick? So uh, we kind of do direct distribution. So it's a term we like to use, and we partner up with distributors and we drop ship whiskey. So um, right now, I, the way the industry works is there are a lot of touch points. So that means that it, it's going to cost money in transport. You know, having yep. agents again, transport to retail, storage, labor, insurance, and so on. Uh, I think what we're doing is we get it straight from the distributors directly to the customers, and mm. all that savings, all that cu- um, touch points that we kind of uh, cut off, mm. that savings is transferred to the end customer. So it makes for a very pleasant experience and obviously a very cost-effective one. And okay. um, yeah, so we just streamline uh, a sales channel, and we okay. kind of help with selling online. Yeah, we okay. we're basically the distributors e-commerce. And look, um, everyone who's watching along and listening along, uh, just for context, uh, Nick and I have met once. We've only met once back in March. <laughs> there was an event called the Asian Hustle Network event. This it was the inaugural uh, launch in Melbourne uh, back in March, so about what two months ago now, Nick. Yeah. And and and, I, and from memory, that was one of the first things you told me when I because in networking, the most commonly asked question is, so what do you do? And yep. very quickly, you said, uh, "I'm paraphrasing here, but dude, <laughs> if you ever need a drink, don't go anywhere else. I'll I'll take care of you and I'll sort you out." So you know, in my mind, it it's, it struck me as you know, there's so much power when we can tell prospects and prospective clients what we do in you know less than ten words. We'll go straight sure. to the point, and you have such focus in your answer, you know, because. Um, and that, there's much power in that. I'm looking forward to going deeper into this conversation with you about growth, about success, and we might even talk a bit of whiskey as well. Definitely, we have to. <laughs> yeah. So, did your journey start by design, Nick? Like this whole, um, you know, being a bar consultant uh, with the whiskey um, hawker, did it start by design? Was it all planned and mapped out, or was it a bit of a happy coincidence? Tell us a bit more about the origins yeah. of your journey. Yeah, for sure. So uh, definitely a happy coincidence. Um, I think, the, yeah, the business we've now been running for 17 months. And um, so I started as a liquidation uh, contractor and wow. my client was actually this distributor. So, <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went in there just to do a job to cut costs. Uh, we yeah. were trying to just salvage the business, look into inventory yeah. and so on, just uh, general accounting stuff, you know, that's kind yeah. of my uh, background. Yeah. And what happened was uh, we figured out that there was a huge issue with the contracts that these large companies would put in place for distributors where you've got to buy a minimum order if you want in exchange for authorized so-and-so, you know, like an authorized okay. distributor. You get yeah. access to better pricing, better stock and more assistance. So yeah. a lot of these distributors, they want it. But the problem is, you know, these MOQs are maybe a thousand, but they might right. only sell 980, right? Right, which yeah. leaves 20, 
and that just sits in the warehouse and it just mm. accumulates over time and right. you know that's something that becomes an issue from an accounting standpoint yeah. it's just money yeah. sitting there um, yeah. so that's kind of where um, I help them out a bit and at the uh, end they're like oh we, we need to move this stock and yeah. on my way out of that job I said would you mind if I tried like you know I, I bartend a bit you know let, give me a go and uh, we'll see how yeah. it, you know works out and yeah. I think two months in the son of the distributor Jared uh, he joined the team and it's history you know we just started selling and now uh, we you know it went from two distributors to um, five to eight and then now 13 so okay. it just grew and we just uh, support uh, their whole uh, distribution channels okay so so you saw it was a bit of a combination of right time, right place, uh, right skill sets, but also, I guess, um, being prepared, right? Because I think offline, you were telling me a bit about your journey, how uh, you've been in the, the beverage game for a long time. So tell us a bit yes. about that story, Nick, because I think you said offline how when you were 15 or something, or when you were in your teens. Yeah. So tell so, us that story. Uh, <laughs> it's an interesting one. Uh, I hope my mom's not watching. Um, so, yeah, actually, <laughs> um, well, I actually started uh, this whole journey when I was 15. So um, I was very, you know, I wasn't too interested in school. I think at that point, it was the generic uh, kind of uh, Asian household, you know, there's right. that underlying pressure. And yeah. um, I was set out to do medicine and, yeah. you know, the usual, <laughs> the sure. cookie cutter uh, thing. Yeah. And, I yeah. think what happened was I just wasn't really feeling it. You know, I felt, yeah. you know, I enjoyed working. I'd rather go out and do something productive or, uh. you know, make something. And that's kind of when I just said, okay, I, I'm just going to get a job. And at that time, you know, um, it just happened to be in the bar <laughs> scene. And I was quite, you know, interested in that. You know, you get to talk wow. to people, you get to meet yeah. people. Sure. And at 15, yeah, I started bartending. And I think at that time, I told the manager I was 18 just so I could get my foot in the door. And I worked there for about, you know, th uh, two, two and a half years on and off as a casual, just sure. pouring beers, cleaning glasses. And yeah, so the, the seed was planted, uh, planted quite early on. There's a great book by um, Malcolm Gladwell. I'm not sure if you read it. Uh, he talks about how for anyone to become an expert, right, like a specialist, in any any craft it takes roughly ten thousand hours um and and he was so he was saying that that's roughly you know working on something regularly over 10 15 years so you know, and, and that kind of that that's a parallel with your journey how you've been in the game if i can call that since you were so young and and here you are now uh with the the whiskey hawker and and it's it's funny how life happens that way, right? Things we we did as a, in our teenage years, our our, our journey takes on a, on a path through university and all that, and then somehow yeah. in your case, you you found your you, you found yourself back where you began, nearly. Yeah, uh, it, it's weird. It's kind of a cycle, and yeah, yeah, I've ended up back where I started, which is kind of yeah. cool. I think you know, and yeah. maybe to sign. <laughs> Let's talk about success, right? Um, mm. How would you complete the sentence? Success is dot, dot, dot. Um, for me, I think it's a tricky one because, mm. you know, everyone's got different definitions. Yeah. Um, I think for me, success is clarity. Mm. Um, and in saying that, you know, it, I, I might use an example that's quite, you know, cliche, but uh, a lot of my biggest successes have been my biggest mistakes. 
And mm. uh, so growing up again, you know, uh, with the expectation to do well and all that, mm. you know, I knew I was a terrible student. Uh, you know, I didn't really enjoy what I was uh, studying, you know, with mm. sciences and stuff, you know, props to everyone who's done it. It's an amazing field, but yeah. it just wasn't for me. And sure. for me, I enjoyed making money. That's kind of where I started, um, you know, focusing on business, you know, yeah. trading and investing and, yeah. you know, trying a lot of different side hustles. Sure. So uh, I think, yeah, it was just for me at that stage, the reason why it was so important was because I thought by making money, it was kind of, I felt I outsmarted the system. You know, I, I was doing yeah. something that could generate some kind of revenue. And yeah, yeah I think that moment, uh, there was a moment where I realized that I was just bad at school and then mm. I focused on my strengths. And I think mm. that that was the moment of success for me. Mm. Um, mm. And, then and, you, said, I and you said something yeah. in there quite profound as well. Uh, you, you touched on your failures. Like, are there any examples that you can share where you, like it totally flopped and things didn't go as planned, um, yet there was a big learning moment from that instant? Yes, uh, actually, it's funny you brought that up. So it's actually my previous uh, venture. So yeah. I um, started a company in healthcare, surprisingly, and uh -huh. I did uh, healthcare inventory systems. Right. Um, that's kind of a field I really enjoy. So it's uh, yeah. inventory systems. Yeah. And what we did was I would pull together, you know, supplies from different um, clinics. So their orders, they might want, mm. uh, you know, sterilizing gel. And I just pull all these orders together and purchase it on behalf of them. But then mm. I'd have um, sort of a software where they sure. can just place an order. But then yeah. the more people I have in this purchasing pool, uh, yeah. the lower the cost per unit becomes. Sure. So yeah. it becomes a very like, you know, uh, easy thing to sell because then they sure. refer their friends and yeah, their yeah, yeah. other friends and the price just drops. And I yeah. thought the business model was perfect until, yeah. you know, uh, what I realized was, uh, the numbers could add up, the model could be perfect, but sometimes it's the people that I found uh, that I didn't factor in. So there were sure. clinics that actually withheld payment from us because it was yeah. small. Sure. So uh, we had to cut their orders out and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, when we take their order out, the yeah. price goes up. Yeah. So it becomes, it's a very, you know, double-edged sword uh, kind of yeah. effect. So uh, from that, I kind of delves more into looking into, you know, the people side of business. And yeah, yeah. that's been an, a real eye-opener for me. Okay. And, and what would you say, right, um, what are three things you do differently now compared to, you know, I guess, I, I don't want to go back, I don't want to go as far back as, as when you were 15, but maybe say five years, what are the things you do differently now compared to five years ago? Because there have been highs and lows, there have been learnings and failures. Yeah, so w what would those three things be? Oh, I think um, the three things that I've done differently is I think I work, you know, um, I try to build a very strong team. I think I took too much around myself and mm. I wanted to, you know, I, I wanted to just see the full process and have, you know, control over things yeah. and do everything myself. But yeah. what I realized is really, uh, there's no joke, like if you have a team uh, and you focus on your strengths, you yeah. really become a stronger unit overall. So I really, yeah. uh, you know, work with the right people and I've been very lucky to meet them. So yeah, yeah. I've become much more open to collaboration. Okay. Uh, and I think the second one would be probably what I attribute a lot of, you know, what we define as my success to. It's uh, this mentality of 
taking a step back from saying, you know, as a business, we have to create revenue and mm. saying, you know, as a business, we should provide win-win situations because, yeah. you know, that's the best way to have an agreeable kind of, uh, you know, contract with any sure. supplier or customer. You, sure. you put yourself in their position and yeah. um, figure out, you know, reverse engineer the process and come yeah. to a conclusion with that. Mm. And I think with the final one, you know, just have fun. You know, I think it's mm. important to really enjoy what you're doing uh, yeah. because then it's not work. It's, a, you know, it's, yeah. it's what you do after work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Wow. That's, um, you know, I think you've said a lot in the last three, four minutes. So for those of you watching and listening along, I want to encourage you to, when you get a chance, just re-listen to that because Nick kind of skated through very quickly a few <laughs> deep, profound learning lessons, which I think can be applied to many, many, other, many other disciplines in life as well, about you know, uh, building a team around you, uh, making sure you're working with the right people and having fun. Um, yes. And I want to talk about a recent uh, social media campaign that you, that you ran on your Instagram. I think it was just yep. last week. And yep. it was one of these gift away or giveaway type campaigns yep. where you got your audience to engage with you for a chance of winning something. And the last I checked, there were over a thousand, a thousand five hundred engagement points. Um, so maybe talk a little bit about that side, how you're using different marketing tools to engage or to drive sales. Yeah, I, I think uh, social media has been a key part of our growth strategy. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've taken a step back from being a company and just being, you know, for people that happen to be able to sell whiskey. Uh, mm. And um, so the strength of this kind of campaign is, you know, we actually get to see the people engaging with us. We get to build a community mm. um, and, you know, we get to have a bit of fun with everyone. So yeah. uh, on the last campaign, it's the first one we've ever done. And yeah. I think we've have had about, you know, um, our reach was about 7,500. And yeah, yeah, you're right, about 1,005 on the comments and then 171 shares. So we yeah. kind of incentivize, you know, the spreading of you yeah. know, our content. And yeah. yeah, it's been great. You know, we've got a lot of new customers and new friends because of this. And I think that's mm. the real strength of social media, you know, mm. just really tapping in to your customer base. Yeah. 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 And, and plus, uh, and it goes back to our earlier point about being super focused about the types of client that we want to work with and also yes. having a clear product line, right? In your case, it's, it's uh, beverages. Um, and, and the logical people who would respond to it would be people who enjoy a, a good beverage. So it's one of these things where I've been in my own, for my own journey, I've learned as well how if we are ourselves scattered in our approach, this whole let's mm. um, try and please everyone. Um, and for a long time, that was my approach to things. Whereas I found that the moment I kind of said, look, enough of being everything to all, Let's just yes. zoom in on a particular client base and just niche it up. Um, that's yes. where, again, yes. I'll use the word, that's where the power was. And so in your case, yeah. Um, yeah so, so is social media the key marketing tool that you use or, or are there other kind of elements or channels that you, you, that you use as well? Um, I think the key one at the moment, uh, social media for any special campaigns that we work with with the distributors. And then yeah. the big one would be our mailing list. So our mailing mm. list has grown to about, we're just 20 shy of 1,000. Wow. And um, our engagement is extremely high because that's yeah. kind of where we communicate with our 
audience and we put out special deals and we've built yeah. like a micro community. So mm -hmm. as what you've said, you know, we've niched down, we've turned it into a bit of like a small, a nice little club that we have. And yeah, mm -hmm. it's great. You know, everyone shares stories, contents and, you know, just the experiences with whiskey. So mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. that's kind of an important one for us. Those are the two main channels. And again, was it was was the whole email strategy something that you had read about, or was it a bit of a trial and error thing, or or what combination? Uh, Definitely, definitely trial and error. So uh, I think going into this, none of us really had marketing backgrounds. So we that's why I started uh, posting a lot more on my Instagram, and I wanted yeah. to you know get more engagement and share content, yeah. and you know uh, provide good content for people. It's just, yeah, we, we don't really have experience in this field. So mm. it was kind of, let's build from ground out. Let's mm. see, uh, let's validate at each stage and see what sticks and what doesn't. And then let's reinforce and double down on the things that work for us. So uh, yeah. it's been a lot of our client base. They are um, around uh, 28 to 40. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the email um, works well with them because, you know, usually at work yeah. or in the office, they have a look yeah. and... Yeah, you know, they like some good deals as well. Yeah. Yeah. And again, um, I like that principle of how, you know, sometimes when it comes to marketing or business, you just have to execute and give it a go. Because, you know, th having good theory and knowledge about how to apply something is great, but it's not until we click that publish or post button and send out an email <laughs> and see see if, if it's hitting the right uh, court with people, see if they're responding. Uh, it, it's hard to know what works and what doesn't work. So again, that's a, that's a great um, insight from your journey, Nick. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Just still learning. <laughs> There's a lot yeah, you know, that yeah. we want to implement. And yeah, so we'll just keep trying. What's next, Nick? Because you're now, what, 18 months, 19 months old as a business um, COVID-19 came out of nowhere. Um, did you guys have a mapped out vision about where you wanted to be in say 2020, 2021? Are you kind of adapting as you go? Where are you guys at and what's next for you, your business? I think uh, right now it's all about, uh, we're looking to just give back to the community uh, yeah. in terms of supporting bars. That's kind of like a blind spot in the hospitality area right now. I think we've seen yeah. a lot of great ideas come out of restaurants. Uh, a yep. lot of them pivoting to online takeaways, but, you know, bars that really heavily rely on foot traffic, you know, they're not really, yeah. uh, you know, doing as well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so we've yeah. kind of taken this step to help them go online, create products and yep. uh, develop online stores all for free because that's what we specialize in. Mm -hmm. And I told the team that, you know, for the next few months, uh, the new unit of success that we have in the company won't be profit or won't be in dollars, but it would be mm. in goodwill. I think mm. that's something that's important. So we're trying to give back before we ask for anything. Mm. And uh, I think the other thing for our business is we just want to keep uh, just very flexible, you know, in, in this current strategy of just going yeah. to that digital place, you know, we yeah. just want to be able to adapt, you know, if mm. anything changes, we're there. So we mm. can transform really quickly. So, mm. okay. Well, Nick, as we kind of inch towards a close, right? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't want to close this conversation before having a chat with you about about <laughs> a bit of whiskey, Nick. Yes. <laughs> so I've got a few um, quick fire questions here about yes. whiskey, but before I do, I might just top up my glass because I'm um, yes, please I'm, do. I'm, I'm enjoying while you're while you're chatting. Look, I, I think for those of us who do enjoy a, a good drink, um, <laughs> it's it's a learning process, right? 
but before I go on, um, offline, you mentioned something as well about how, you know, while we're having a bit of fun here and uh, talking about whiskey and having a bit of a beverage, um, you were saying something offline about how you, you've been in situations where so you, you had friends who were, um, I guess, victims of drinking too much. And you said something like, it's not about drinking more, it's, it's about drinking better. Yeah, um, it, it's actually a good uh, point that you touched on. So I think going into this, you know, I've seen a lot of, you know, friends and family that's, you know, suffered with um, alcoholism and the impacts of it. Um, yeah. And that's why when I stepped into the industry, I want to be also responsible. And I sure. think uh, something that I'm passionate about is not really the whiskey itself. You know, if you yep. line me up with other bartenders or anyone in the liquor industry, in a line, I yep. fall somewhere in the middle, you know, I'm not like yeah. an amazing specialist, but uh, what I do enjoy is definitely the, um, you know, the company, the good conversations and, uh, you know, just the things that come out of just having a proper whiskey with your friends. Uh, mm. And that's why the motto of our company is drink less, but drink better. So uh, in mm. fact, even a lot of our stock, you know, we sell products that are $100 and above because mm. we don't want to uh, kind of add fuel into this, you know, uh, high volume drinking kind of mm. um, culture. I mm. think it's more about, you know, it's the same analogy as eating a meal. You know, some mm. people eat to experience food and the flavors, other people eat to get full. So I think that's um, where we, we're kind of going into. We want people to really enjoy your drink and mm. drink responsibly and, you know, enjoy themselves and create good memories. So. Mm. Mm. And that really resonates with me. And um, I, I, I go back to that that night we we first met. And um, once upon a time, back in twenty eighteen, I wrote a I wrote a networking book, an ebook on you know on networking because I've done a lot of networking in my time. And one of the things I wrote about was this idea that oftentimes the best company that we can find is with the people who stay back after the event is done. Yeah. <laughs> and, and lo and behold, um, there I was, uh, I, I went to the event alone and I, I put the, this theory, this idea, this strategy I had into practice and I waited, waited, waited and uh, lo and behold, that's what happened. You know, uh, uh, eventually a, a group emerged, yourself and yes. a few others. We went out for um, just to hang out and, and here we are. So a lot of what you're saying about you know, the drink is, you know, uh, I think f for you and I were, yes, once upon a time I was, in, you know, I was younger and I'd be kind of enjoying a drink too much too quickly. But <laughs> as I'm, you know, moving on in my, my journey, I, I find that the drink is, I guess, nearly the, the tool or, or the, the, the in-between part. But what I'm really after is, is good company. Definitely. Uh, mm. I think that's... Yeah, 100, you're spot on. I think, you know, mm. that's what most people, you know, I hope uh, tend to drink to, you know, when you gather with your friends, you crack open a bottle of wine mm. and it's not so much the drink itself, but it's the memories you create from that evening. Mm. And, mm. you know, there's a mm. lot more residual value that comes out of just one drink. So, mm. yeah, it's a yeah. powerful tool if used in the right way. Yeah. Uh, and also, I want to say as well, Nick, and I think you might agree that <laughs> while we're talking about having a drink, I, I want to say that, and, and I believe that you don't need a drink to have a good time, right? And, and I think yes. all, all of I think that there may be uh, there may be a, a misconception or a bit of stigma attached with oh so and so is drinking too much, but and and to and they can only have a good time 
with drinks and and i know for myself that that is not true and I, true, I, yeah. I feel it's important to put it out there as well that we're not kind of saying oh you need a drink to have a good time yeah That's no not definitely not <laughs> definitely not yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, no, I agree uh, with Nick. that. That's a really good point to bring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nick, so uh, a few rapid, quiet, rapid fire questions. What's your yeah. favorite whiskey to drink? Ooh, uh, I'd say <laughs> you know I have a sweet spot for Japanese whiskey, but yeah. I am very much a, a huge supporter of Australian whiskey as well. So, but you know, if if the if I had to choose, probably yeah, Japanese whiskey, maybe Yamazaki. That's the one that started it all for me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Next one is neat or on the rocks. Oh, this is a this is where <laughs> my whiskey friends are going to come after me. Uh, I think whiskey and on the rocks is fine. It really depends on how you want to experience it. Even adding a yeah. bit of water is amazing. Uh, yeah. I think if you have it neat, you know, that's usually how most people have it. Mm. And then if you add a bit of water, it opens up. Uh, the flavors a bit more, so it dilutes mm. it, so you can taste a lot more. And mm. then I think uh, with ice, if you're, you know, maybe at a bar or a networking event and they've got some really, you know, <laughs> dodgy stuff, I think you add a bit of ice in there. What happens is if the alcohol concentration is too strong and you dilute it and you cool down the liquid, it evaporates yeah. slower. So you don't yeah. get a higher, like, you know, evaporation uh, of that vapor in your nose that just completely clogs you up. So yeah. that's why people add ice sometimes as well. Uh, any other tips, Nick? Because um, I once did like a, a, a barista course with coffee beans. I, I, yeah. I went in, I went down like a steep slope learning about yeah. um, how to appreciate coffee and origins of coffee. I once did like a wine appreciation course as well. Where they spoke about using all your senses, um, yep. smelling it, tasting it, you know, uh, reading yeah. up about <laughs> the soils. So are there any tips or tricks to... Um, appreciating or enjoying a whiskey a bit more, Nick? Mm, I would think, you know, the the glassware is extremely important. And if you really want, you know, to remove all the alcohol and really get like the notes and the sense in it, yeah. you add a bit on your hands. Yeah. And what you do is you rub it to evaporate all the alcohol because then what's left is actually the notes. And when you smell yeah. it, you get the sweetness and everything. So if you're really unsure, uh... that's a cheat. But, you know, it's not as classy, but, you know, when you're starting out, it's something that you could definitely get away with. Ah, that's science, everyone. You can't yes, get science. science. Hey, <laughs> I should have been a doctor. <laughs> oh, that's great, Nick. I might have to try that next time I'm sampling um, a few different, you know, beverages. <laughs> as we draw towards the close, uh, what would you tell the 18-year-old Nick? If you could hop into a time machine and travel back in time and put an arm around the, the younger version of yourself, <laughs> what would you tell the 18-year-old version of Nick Lee? Oh, there's so much I would tell. But <laughs> I think uh, if, if I had to narrow it down to one, and I think it's very important, especially for millennials right now, it's um, mm. not every opportunity is for you. Because mm. I think right now, wow. there's just so, so much... Yeah, uh, you can get lost in the noise of opportunity. You know, there's so many side yeah. hustles. There's a way to make money. There's a way to yeah. achieve, you know, maybe what you want just through, you know, the internet. And I think sometimes people lose track of what their end goal is mm. because of all these other opportunities that seem easy. Mm. But it might not necessarily be for you. I think, you know, when I came uh, to university over here and I 
you know, I felt, you know, I, I could take on the world, you know, I, mm. I was in uni, I got into a good course and I just felt I had so much time. Yeah. And that's, you know, the most important resource. And what ended up happening was, you know, I would take on so many different projects, uh, yeah. so many different ventures and yeah. with people that I didn't really know as well for, mm. for you know, a long duration of time. And yeah. that's kind of, you know, the opportunity cost of all that time that I yeah. had used on that, I could have maybe spent on something else. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely uh, an important lesson I would tell my younger self, you know, like just just because it's possible doesn't mean yeah. it's right for you. So I call it uh, snow syndrome, uh, Nick, shiny yes. new object syndrome. That's what oh. I call it. Right. Um, this idea that we're chasing after everything which is new and trendy. And we see it all over um, uh, social media as well, right? All these new trends. Um, TikTok is, you know, exploding right now. Everyone's doing yep. TikTok. And how um, I, I tell some of my, my clients, look, just because it's new and fun, you don't have to do it or you don't need it for your business to grow. Uh, look, yes. that's, that's, a, that's a, a discussion for another time. But I, I like that, Nick, how, um, you know, everything in the world opportunities aren't all meant for you and again there's so much power in being focused right yes yes definitely mm. you know like i said uh, for me clarity success any shout outs or plugs nick like how can people follow along on your journey how can they join this uh special club that you speak about um how can yep. they stay in touch with you um well i think definitely a good channel to reach out to if you want to talk to me or my team and you know mm. we do one-to-one -one consultation. So we work directly with you to um, yeah. see what you want to buy. It's uh, just email us on whiskeyhawker at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Or if you just, you know, want to learn more about whiskey or just connect or have a chat about drinks or just anything uh, business e-commerce, uh, you can uh, just find me on Instagram. So Nihao Nikoli. Uh, we'll actually be doing a lot of um, home cocktail DIY recipe kind of things. Uh, behind here um, with a lot of new things that we're getting. So yeah, yeah it's um, yeah, just follow along if you guys are interested. Yeah. Great. Last question, Nick, about homework. I don't want to let you go uh, without inviting you to leave the listeners, the audience with some homework. Uh, because, you know, inspiration is great. Um, hearing other people's stories is great. But I know for mm. myself, um, I, I'm a I'm an action guy. I'm a doer. And I, yeah. I find I learn so much better when I put things into practice and just execute. So what is um, any, any homework for the listeners and myself, Nick, about how to make the most of this COVID-19 season, how to make the most of 2020? Uh, yeah, homework. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I'm going to put my liquidator back, uh, hat back on and I'm going to maybe talk about cost a bit. I think right now, because, you know, the market's a bit uncertain and, yeah. you know, we're not sure how things are going to be. I think yeah. it's good and important to sit down if you run a business or even if, you know, you're a household or if you're an individual, look at your spending. I think that's super important right now. You know, maybe mm. you can figure out what you're spending the most on and what you're spending the least on or vice versa. And maybe see things that you can renegotiate, you know, even things mm. like, you know, health, health insurance even car regos, you know, there's a bunch of different things um, that mm. you can actually uh, negotiate on. I think that's mm. very important because for me, uh, as a liquidator in the past, I'd always say that for me, $1 saved is more important than $1 earned because I got to mm. pay tax on that $1. So yeah. it's 
you know, it, it's, it's really about value here and just setting yourself up and putting that safety net. Yeah. And, you know, that's going to help you a lot more in the future, I think. Yeah. Just get into that habit uh, and just look at your expenses. Nick Lee bringing the hard facts, everyone. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, sometimes, it, sometimes when I ask that question, my guests surprise me, and, and you just and you just surprise me, Nick. Because sometimes, um, even for myself, I, I'm tempted to sometimes go with the cliches, right? Or oh, the homework is um, just do it. You know, one of these yeah. sayings, which <laughs> which is good, but sometimes, like like how you just did, you went like um, into like nearly like a technical aspect of of how to live a better life, you know, like you got to control your wallet. You're going to find a way to, to bring down your costs. And uh, that's great, Nick. Any final words before I let you go? Yeah, just shout out. Thanks to everyone, you know, who tuned in. I think, you know, stay safe, stay healthy. And uh, yeah, definitely check out the rest of the podcast, you know. Uh, hopefully you uh, like what we've said. And if you guys are interested in anything whiskey, you know, you know where to, you know where to go. Just hit me up and I'll look after you guys. Well, everyone, let's give Nick a warm round of applause. Nick, thank you so much for your insights, for sharing your journey, for educating me on how to, you know, enjoy a beverage or two. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I'll see you next time, man. Take care. Yeah, see you next time. Take care. Have a good one. All right, see you, Nick. Ciao. Bye. There you go, everyone. That was my conversation with Nick. Uh, I met Nick, like I said, early in the podcast at something called the Asian Hustle Network here in Melbourne. Um, and ever since, we've been buddies on social media. And that's, that's the beauty of technology, right? Um, sometimes we can fall into the trap of just being consumers. But sometimes we make connections as well. And I'm glad that I got to connect with Nick um, offline and online. I hope you found our conversation useful and insightful. We touched a bit on growth and success. We touched a bit on on how to enjoy a beverage proper. Please do follow me on my Instagram. It's just Hey Delwin. I'm there um, every day sharing uh, content about social media, about my journey, about how to connect better. Um, yeah, find me there. Um, but beyond that, folks, if you are, if you're keen to get in touch with me, uh, like I said, on my socials or send me an email to heydelwin at gmail.com. Uh, if you haven't yet listened to my podcast, you'll find me on iTunes and Spotify. Search Conversations with Delwin Peasbury. You'll find me. I've put over, uh, over 30 different episodes already up and running. So check it out. Do a bit of a binge listen over the weekend. Uh, but beyond that, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. I wish you well. I wish you every success. Take care. God bless. And remember to back yourself.